0: Wow, good morning, everyone. Um, Yeah, can we just say, here we are. It is literally nothing short of a miracle that you and I are here this morning. And I want to welcome you to the very first chapel of fall of 2020, the very first chapel that is happening during a global pandemic. The very first chapel uh, that is happening in a fall, at a time, in a season unlike any other. And so I want to welcome you and say that I am, from the very depth of my soul and heart, so grateful that we get to be together this morning. And uh, this morning we have uh, group number one in terms of our chapel rotation. And so I want to specifically uh, welcome Hartle, Phileo 1, 2, and 4. Where are you at? <laughs> Hartle? Okay, all right, Okay. Right. very good. Uh, I also wanna welcome Kanuha, Red and Green. Oh. <laughs> all right, okay, okay, good, welcome. And uh, Knudsen, Band of Brothers and Agape. Where are you at? <laughs> all right, okay, all right. And then everybody online? I thought I heard something, right? You know, like ah, you know, from another corner of the building, maybe. Um, How about this? One more, one more introduction and welcome. If this is your very first UNW Chapel as a new student, would you, would you just stand real briefly? Would you stand? Awesome. Can we welcome? I want to welcome you as our new students. Again. We're grateful. Grateful. You guys can sit. Um. Alongside of that, I want to do a couple other introductions, and um, as uh, hopefully I'll get to know you, you get to know me, my name is Justin, uh, and I have the privilege of serving as the Director of Spiritual Formation Programs, but I want you to get to know our team a little bit better in terms of our Spiritual Formation team, at least a, a little window into um, who we are. And so actually I want to invite up three people to join me on stage, and I want to invite up uh, Christina uh, Matthias, if you'd come, and uh, who is on staff and Spiritual Formation uh, together with me um, and a couple others, and then two of our student leaders that are direct, directly work with our Spiritual Formation team, uh, Kenneth Granados and Tori Gilman. You guys, would you guys come up? And uh, I just want to have each of them introduce themselves, uh, who they are, what they do, and just so you can get an idea of an art team is, is small, but there's a lot of work that's done uh, going into even a time like this. So um, you guys would, Christina, you can grab that one and say hello? Well,
1: Hello. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> you probably saw me over in that corner. Welcome, you guys, if you, as you came in. So welcome to chapel. Um, so my name is Christina Mathias, and I'm really excited for you guys all to be here. So again, welcome. I serve on staff here at Northwestern. I am actually going into my fourth year on staff. Before that, I was a student. So my title here is office coordinator of spiritual formation and leadership. Um, So what does that mean? That means that I share two roles where I help Justin in programming for chapel, um, coordinate announcements, attendance when that was a thing. If we go back to that, we'll see. So that's what I did on the chapel side of things. Um, So if you guys have any questions about that, let me know. Um, Otherwise, on the other half of what I do is I do cultural development. Um, So I work closely with Chua Lame. Um, I actually oversee our multicultural mentors this year um, and multicultural orientation. So that actually happened before general orientation. Um, So that's a little bit of what I do. You'll probably hear more from me throughout the year. Um, I will be up here a lot giving announcements. So if you see somebody who's short who's giving an announcement, that's me. So that's a little bit about me.
0: Good morning, everyone. My name is Kenneth Canales. Um, I'm one of the spiritual developments, uh, spiritual development assistants uh, this year. I'm also an MP of Redemption Hall. Um, I'm a junior pastoral ministry major, and I'm super excited to be here. I think this is a very interesting season, and um, I think it's a
1: privilege to be able to serve alongside of all of you, so, yeah. Hi, my name is Tori Giblin. Um, I'm a senior nursing major this year, and I'm also one of the spiritual development assistants, and I'm so excited for what God is going to do on our campus
2: this year.
0: Amen, amen. And then alongside of, of these three, we also have another uh, uh, person on our team who is Alyssa Sorakis, and she's our spiritual development coordinator and one of our worship arts associates working with our worship uh, arts collective, worship, uh, uh, student worship leaders. And uh, Alyssa, you can be praying for her as that name maybe comes to mind. She has been out sick um, for, you know, everyone thinks COVID, right, but we're not sure if it's that, and that she's undergoing some testing for... Um, just to, to get to the bottom of what's going on. So you'll be praying for her, and then we're also in the process of hiring one additional team member. So hopefully we'll be introducing that person to you here in the coming weeks. So can we just thank these again, thank these three again. And I'm so grateful that I get to work alongside of them and then with our broader student life team and with each of you as students. And I wanted to share with you real briefly just, uh, you know, uh, the journey that we've been on in preparation for you to be here. And so for some of you, this might be uh, a little bit repetitive if you're a student leader, and perhaps uh, you remember this from a couple days ago if you were part of the new student orientation. But really, this is a, this, this image and this word that's going to come up on screen, this idea of redefine, that we have been living in a season where everything is being redefined. And, uh, and to define redefine, because our definition determines our direction together. It's this idea to define again, uh, differently. It's a journey of defining, building upon moments and circumstances. And uh, of course, so much has been redefined, right, for us, the way that we do school, the way that we do, uh, the way that we relate socially to one another, the the amount of toilet paper that we should have on hand at any given time, uh, how much hand sanitizer we should take place, hand hygiene, um, uh, so many different things have been redefined for us. I mean, one of the big things is this next image, right, and we're all wearing these except for me right now, is face masks. And I I never would have thought, I mean, things we never thought I would say in 2019 that I would think and say, that I never said in 2019, I think I would say in 2020 was, hey, that's a cool mask, right? Or things like my wife would say, hey, honey, I found a really cool mask on Amazon. Can I order it? Like, what? Like, what are we, this is so strange. It's weird. It's awkward. And if you're feeling like this, I don't like this. I don't like wearing these things. Um, I'm with you. We're all in this together. But it's a necessary way for us to tangibly express our love for one another, and it's a difficult thing, and so we're really appreciative of the way that you've really embraced that, and as one of the kind of mitigating measures, right, uh, to help uh, to limit the—here's another word—aerosols, right? I'm a whole new—there's vocab- like a whole, like, COVID vocabulary that could, be, uh, that could be developed, and perhaps probably will be, and we're already using some of these words. And as hard as it is, you know, to uh, uh, remember uh, having a face covering, a mask, and to have those on hand. I mean, I'll be honest, as a guy, um, and this is not true of every guy, but this for me, as a guy, and maybe this fits the general stereotype. I'm I never like used to like accessorize, right? You know, like the way like my wife that, like she has other accessories and things. Like I have a I have a ring, a wedding ring which that took me a while to wear, but, you know, 10 years, 10 years into it now, I'm, it's like I feel weird without it, and I have a watch. That's it. Like, that's it. Super simple. It's the same color. I don't have different color bands. I just everything, It goes with everything. And now I'm thinking about, like, does this mask go with this shirt, or is this clashing, or is this pat, a pattern? Things I never thought of before, right? Um, some of you are laughing, right? But you know what I'm talking about. And we, that's why we wanted to give you, as coming incoming students and returning students, um, some masks. And so it's a way to help remind it. Now, I did have to say the other big piece of this that's been redefined for us, right, is this idea of social distancing. And I mean, we thought for a moment, is there a way that we could help like with this? And I thought, you know, would there be a way that we could do like social distancing suits? And so we came up with this idea. Um, And, uh, you know, UNW social distancing suits, right? Has anyone ever put one of these on before? right? I mean, it mitigates the aerosols. It's like the whole body face shield and and social distancing in one. But the problem was, and the only only reason why we didn't do this is because there were actually only five and a half feet by diameter, not six feet. So we thought, okay, I guess we can't do that. So, um, and they were like $120 a piece and we need to be really frugal, especially in a time like this, right? But the reality is, is that so many things have changed and, and some of these things that maybe we can, like, make light of and be, have a little bit of humor about, we know there's a lot of heavy, serious, weighty things that are taking place in our society. That, uh, really, we, we live in a racialized, politicized, polarized, divided society in the midst of a global pandemic, in the midst of a cultural pandemic. I mean, at any given day, just pick whatever layer of crisis that you might be the most prominent for you and it's only seems like it's only getting worse in a lot of ways and so we're really mindful that there's there is indeed a heaviness to this season there is indeed a a, a deep weighty reality as we see injustice and wickedness and murder and crime and unrest and rioting all around us and 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 especially the way that erupted in our own city this last may um, from the from the ripple effect of the murder of george floyd and yet across the country and across the globe, there are so many things that are taking place. And I, I am convinced that the only way, the only way past this pandemic is not around it, but it's through it. We can't get around it. We have to go through it. And I am convinced more than ever that the only way through this pandemic is through an unprecedented movement of prayer during this unparalleled time in our generation. In other words, beloved, we must pray our way through this pandemic. And I really believe, I really believe that we are we are ripe. We are ripe right now for revival. And that word gets thrown around a lot: ripe for revival. What revival? Okay, but but here's the thing: I believe that we are called, that you and I are called, and what we want to move into this season together is we want to develop what I'm gonna call the root system of revival. We focus on the fruits of the revival. And we see the, the, the unity and the justice and the peace and, uh, and, and people come into Christ and we see, we, we see all of the people healed that people come into salvation and all these different things, these fruits of revival, yes. But what, what is the root of revival? What is the root system of revival? And I'm gonna put it this way and you're gonna be hearing me say this a lot, that the root system of revival is simply this, that it's praying staff and faculty supporting praying students who together lead a praying university. I'm going to say that again. It's praying staff and faculty, supporting and serving, praying students, who together, together, lead a praying university. And so, this root system, while there's a lot of new things that we're beginning, there's something that we need to continue. And I want to call to mind this this verse from Colossians four two. If you ever get an email from me, this is one of my kind of tag lines. And uh, I was actually recently reminded of, like why did I put that? Oh my goodness. Yes, I know why I put that there. And it's all the more relevant to me today than it has been ever. This idea that Paul at the very end, not writing during a pandemic, but writing from a place of being in prison and writing in a moment of crisis, he writes this, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. This idea to continue and maybe for some of you, there are certain, uh, yeah, maybe you pray before a meal. Maybe you pray at certain times when you need something, when, you want, when you're anxious. Maybe you prayed this morning of, Lord, help me find where I'm supposed to go in my class. What is going on? All that is good. But we want you to, we want, we have been on a journey here in this university that we believe that we have, it's been through the pathway of prayer that's brought us up to this point, and it'll be prayer that brings us through this season. And I believe that it's prayer that's going to help stay, help keep us together. And that we continue, that we continue steadfastly being watchful in it. That it's through prayer that we actually can get God's perspective. Prayer isn't about coming to God and giving him our list of agenda and things that we want him to do so that he sees from our point of view, it's the biblical version of prayer. And how Jesus taught us to pray is that we see God's point of view and we have his perspective. That's why, and in that, when we see God's perspective, we can be thankful. We can be thankful. Thanksgiving and gratitude will always help you maintain a heavenly perspective. And so this is why we want, to, we want to equip you to some specific rhythms of prayer. And I'm going to mention three of them real briefly. And some of this, this, this might be a little bit of a repeat for you, but um, we, we have put together in student life a, a document called the DCCC or DC3 Um, You may be familiar with the DCC, the Declaration of Christian Community, to kind of give us kind of some guiding principles to help us really live out a life of of genuine, authentic faith and harmony and peace and growth and maturity in Christ's likeness together. But the DCCC, as this next slide will kind of—I'm not going to—a lot of words here, but you can read this on your own as we will be posting this um, everywhere, and maybe you've already gotten this in the email— but the idea is that as we gather back together during this unparalleled and unique time, that we, we want to specifically apply some core aspects of the declaration of Christian community to this season of COVID. So it's not a COVID community. We're still a Christian community. But what does it mean to be a Christian community during this time? And so we've patterned this, this commitment, these four rhythms of commitment, after the four rhythms that we see in the Lord's Prayer. And we're going to go into this a lot more in depth as we progress, because our theme for this fall, our theme that we're going to be walking through is the kingdom of God. And the core text that we're going to be traveling through together is the Sermon on the Mount. And right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13, we have the Lord's Prayer. And to real briefly walk walk you through this, we first have in the Lord's Prayer an upward commitment. An upward commitment. That our Father in heaven holy is your name that this idea that our first commitment is to god himself and who is god he is our father he is intimate he's imminent he's near he is compassionate. he's loving he's gracious who is our god he's holy he is full of justice and righteousness he will judge peoples with equity as the scripture says this God, we commit to him and ultimately an expression out of our love to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength by daily seeking Christ's presence in the power of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that you need to be in God's presence continually? I love Psalm 105.4, seek his presence, uh, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. We need to seek after him, but we be reminded of this, that we can only seek after God because he's first sought after us. God is pursuing every single one of you. You would not be here today if it wasn't for that truth. So we, in our, our upward commitment to God, we trust in his sovereign plan for this season by prayerfully expressing my daily dependence upon God. And really, prayer, all that really is, is our declaration of dependence upon God. So that what that does mean is, conversely, our prayerlessness is our declaration of independence from God. And to the degree in which we are praying will be to the degree in which we depend upon God, which will be the degree upon which we will be living in his will for our lives. And so we want to walk reverently in the fear of the Lord in order to gain and maintain a posture marked by heavenly wisdom. And then next is downward commitment to humility. And humility isn't something we can produce and manufacture on our own. Humility arises out of a high view of God. So in response to the revelation of who God is and our reverence for him, we respond with this idea of humility. And now here's the second aspect, the second greatest commandment, out of our love for one another, We will submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. We will consider the needs of each other as more important than our own. We will lay down our preferences, our rights, our agendas, and say, Lord, I want your kingdom to come. Your will be done, which means my kingdom and my will must go. My kingdom and my will must bow a knee to the Father, to the King of kings. That is our commitment to humility, to walking together, which leads us to our inward commitment. Thirdly, an inward commitment to civility. We certainly don't see a lot of humility and civility a lot in our culture right now, right? You know, uh, layers of crisis. And by the way, we're also in the midst of, you know, this election season that's coming up. And, you know, that, that's enough said right there, right? Just to add on top of everything, our commitment to civility. This idea that um, the, ne- the next aspect of this, as this comes up, is that we, we want to— I love that Jesus is so practical. He just knows—he knows us best, obviously, right? It's this idea— of commitment to civility, that it's all about our resources and our relationships. So give us this day our daily bread, that whatever, think about this way, whatever the Lord supplies to you, it's meant to multiply through you. So we consider the the resources and the things the Lord has given to us, not only to bless us and to meet our needs, but also as a means by which of meeting the needs of others. And then this idea of forgive us of our trespasses, we forgive those who trespass against us. That this idea that we need to be forgiven, so the Bible says, those who have been forgiven much, love much. And so this idea that we need to keep short accounts with one another. A lot of you, you're sitting in clusters right now, which means that you're sitting with your roommates. Um, little news flash for you. Uh, you guys are going to have conflict. You guys are going to uh, make each other angry. You guys are going to get you know, the things we thought were kind of fun and cool. And like, that kind of annoys me now. You know, you always leave your dish, dirty dishes here. You know, whatever it is, we are going to need to express and daily be reminded of not only of our need to be forgiven, but of the need of which we can forgive others. That's the end of Ephesians four, four 4.26 says, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. And then lastly is this outward commitment, this outward commitment to our community, recognizing that the decisions that we make, the choices that we take impact those around us. And so we want to regularly pray for our UNW community and leadership. We want, we want to uh, practice the daily protective measures, like wearing masks and loving each other from six feet away. And perhaps if you want to save up and buy a social distancing suit, um, that would be a fun activity on the green. So maybe we could see, talk to CORE, our, our student clubs, and maybe we can, they can make that happen. Um, but then it's this idea that we're going to exercise wisdom in our participation outside of this community to limit, it, to limit our exposure. Uh, to, to, to sickness, to COVID-19 virus. Of course, we can't do that perfectly, but we're going to be reminded that, that what you do impacts those around you. Which is why the second, the second verse and the second tier of prayer, of, of developing this root system of revival, of prayer. I love Paul says this. He says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Again, Paul is writing from the place of prison after talking about how our enemy it says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against the principalities and powers of the darkness. Our, our, our enemy, ultimately, our enemy is not, is not you and I. It's not, it's not a certain political party. It's not a certain denomination. It's not those who are persecuting or hurting or oppressing. All our ultimate enemy is a spiritual enemy. And so we need to have spiritual armor. So at the end of this, he's saying that ultimately, really, we need to be praying at all times. We take up the sword of the Spirit, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication to that end, to keep alert. Be watchful. You see, that, see the pattern here with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me. And here's where I want to move us into a, uh, this idea of, 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 a, of a prayer shield. And I want to invite every single student, every single student, to take up a prayer shield. And you're going to be seeing this come forth in other ways, but I want to share it with you now. Um, but that this will be an image that we will be sending out to you of this idea of a prayer shield that we want, to, we want you to commit to regularly pray for three different sets of people. Number one, that you'd pray for Dr. Alan Kierdin, our university president, who has been at the helm of leading our university and has, has received, uh, uh, it's gone through so much. I have no idea of all of what he goes through, the decisions that he's making, the criticisms and the attacks that he's facing, that we would regularly commit to pray for Dr. Kierden. Number two, that we would regularly commit to pray for one of his member of the member of his senior leadership team that represents the, the various departments as the heads of different departments across this campus. So one of seven that you would pray for, for one of them. And then the third tier is that you would pray for a staff or faculty member of your choice. So maybe that's a professor, maybe that's your RD, maybe that's a staff that you get to know. Whoever that person is, that you fill that in, that you write that in, that you would pray regularly for them. And so lastly, the last uh, scripture that I want to share with you, and then I have the last way that we can be praying to develop this root system, is that first of all, Paul says in Second, second Timothy First Timothy 2.1, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people. I want to invite you to consider praying for people outside of our community at Northwestern because the kingdom perspective, it's not just about, it's not about Northwestern, it's not about a nomination, it's not about you, just you and I. We are part of something greater and bigger. And a beautiful, tangible expression of that that, that we have a history of, but yet we have cultivated it in a new way and kind of refreshed that commitment to one another this, this last summer was I got to join together with other campus ministers and pastors, people that are in roles similar to mine, with another Christian universities and institutions in this Twin Cities. And we actually got together in, in July and we prayed for one another over Zoom. And this is something that every all four of these institutions of here at Northwestern, across the lake over at Bethel, down into the city at North Central, and then way out in the fields in St. Bonnie Crown College that we prayed for one another and we wanna to commit to regularly praying for. And this video will be shared in all four of chapels starting today. So I want to, you to turn your attention to the screen and um and then as we hear this video um you join us in prayer and be be praying along with so hopefully we got
2: and we're here for one thing and one thing only that's to pray for each other lift each other up and extend blessings over one another as we start this year for god's very best for all of our campuses and that god would unify us according to John 17, and use us powerfully for his glory. So I get to begin by praying for our friends at Northwestern. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for what you are doing at the University of Northwestern in St. Paul. Thank you, Lord, for your anointing down there. Thank you for what you're doing in each and every corner of that campus. Thank you for your love for the students, staff, faculty. And thank you for the incredible leadership of Dr. Al Curitan, thank you for the pastoral team and all of those who are working diligently to ensure that the gospel is preached with power and authority. Use them this year, Lord God. In the midst of a pandemic, Lord, no matter what comes at us, God, use them, use this campus to declare your glory, your praise, and your renown in Jesus' name, amen.
3: Amen, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm Doug Graham, I'm the campus pastor at North Central University and I'm honored to be able to pray for you as students at Bethel University, and uh, so join me as I pray for you and pray over your leadership. Father, thank you for all the work that is happening at Bethel University. It's going to be an exciting year with their new president. I do pray for President Ross Allen that the anointing of God's spirit would rise up in him and may it flow through every administrator every faculty member every staff member every student every alumni around the world lord that is very excited about what god you're doing at bethel this year i pray lord for a special anointing on pastor laurel as she and her spiritual life team work with students and that through the uh, through the working of your spirit, our students experiencing the power of God, the reality of Jesus in very dynamic ways as students discover that God, you have a future, a, a plan for each student. Lord, they may have they may have an idea of their course, but God, Proverbs 16:9 says that you establish their steps, which means, God, you are in the details. So minister to students powerfully this year in classes, in chapel, in their residence halls, on their athletic teams, in all of their student groups, Lord. And when you, they graduate from Bethel, Lord, you'll use them to water the earth, pushing forward the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Bless them with a wonderful year ahead in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord. Amen.
0: Amen. And good morning, everybody. My name is Justin Jepson. I'm the director of spiritual formation programs at the University of Northwestern. And I have the privilege of praying for our brothers and sisters over at Crown College. So I invite you to join me in praying for each of them. So, Father, I thank you that right now, in the name of Jesus, we can come before your throne of grace together. And Lord, right now, we want to bring before you our brothers and sisters at Crown College. Pray for the president, Dr. Joel Wiggins, for Bill, for the cabinet for um, all of the leadership, for every single staff, faculty, and student. Father, I pray um, that you would give them grace uh, to know you in a deep way, in an intimate way. Father, in the midst of all of the uncertainty that there would be deep roots of intimacy that would be forged during this time that would display a supernatural fruit of unity and of love and of peace and the full fruit of the Holy Spirit would be displayed for your glory in and through them, God. I pray, God, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their hearts, God, would be enlightened, that they would know the hope to which you have called them, that they would know that they are a part of your glorious inheritance as your saints, as your beloved children, and they would know the immeasurable greatness of your power toward them as they believe in you, God, that they would be rooted and grounded in love and they would have strength to comprehend by the power of the Holy Spirit what is the length and the breadth and the height and the depth of your love that surpasses knowledge. And so, Lord, may your love be perfected in them this fall, this year, that it would cast out all fear and propel them to move forward in faith, following you, Jesus, as their good shepherd, who guards them against the enemy who tries to steal, kill, and destroy, and that they would walk in the very abundant life that you provide for them. Lord, we ask and pray this now, Lord, and through, and, and through the rest of this year, in the name of Jesus.
4: Amen. Thank you, Justin. My name is Bill Kuhn. I'm the Vice President for Student Development and the Campus Chaplain at Crown College. And I have the privilege of praying for North Central. So will you bow with me as we pray for North Central? Father, it is our great privilege to be able to call you our Father. You are indeed a righteous God. You are a just God. And we know that you bend your ear to hear the prayers of your people. And so it is our joy now to bring before you North Central University.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Lord, we see this university is so strategic in the work of the kingdom of God. And we ask that your will would be done at North Central as it is in heaven. Mm-hmm. That yes. indeed, Father, as they are strategically placed in the heart of Minneapolis, they might be a light set on a hill. They might be the salt of the earth. And that from the president, President Hagen down to every student there, there might be the evidence of the glory of Jesus Christ present at that school. Yes. Father, we pray that you would bless Doug Graham and other faculty and staff at North Central, that they might have the, the warmth and the joy and the hope of Jesus Christ alive in them, okay. that they might thrive and blossom in the relationship with Christ, and that that might ooze out and touch the lives of every student, and that might be a tidal wave of your goodness known from North Central throughout all of Minneapolis. Father, we know that you call us to be people who act justly, and we pray that the righteousness of God might be manifested there at North Central. We know that you ask us to love mercy. Father, when there's time when justice and righteousness does not prevail, may we be people of great mercy. And, God, I pray that the community at North Central would be people that walk humbly with God, that they might know you intimately, they might love you deeply, that they might serve you with the strength that only you provide. So we commit North Central to you. We commit all of the Christian colleges and the students and the faculty and staff into the good hands of our loving Father. In the name
2: of
0: Christ, we pray.
2: Amen.
0: Amen. 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 So from, from each of us, uh, to you, to all the communities at uh, North Central, and at Bethel, at Crown, and at Northwestern, um, it's our heart to continue to pray uh, for each of you and for one another and we pray that this time of prayer has been an encouragement as a tangible expression of unity and our oneness together in the Kingdom of God and uh, our collective blessing to, to everyone now is that the lord would bless you and keep you that the lord would make his face to shine upon you the lord turn to you and be gracious to you and give you peace in the name of jesus christ we all pray amen amen Amen. so we want to encourage us and each of you and our heart is to develop this this root system of prayer as we pray our way forward together and praying for our own community, praying for our leadership, and then praying that kingdom perspective and praying for our brothers and sisters at Bethel, at North Central, and Crown, and others as they come to mind.